So there are 34 hitting stats, 31 pitching stats. Kuki, would you like to start off by reading the hitting stats just so that everybody out there, all three people listening to this, know what stats we're working with? Oh, geez. Um, I do not have them up, so if you wanted to do that, that would be even better. <laughs> okay, how about I read the hitting stats, and then if you want to pull it up, uh, you can read the pitching stats yeah. after me. Un- okay, unprepared for this. Point. Can't believe you're so unprepared. Okay, the 34 hitting stats are <clears throat> runs, singles, doubles, triples, home runs, extra base hits. So to be clear, count sit- doubles, triples, homers, and total extra base hits. Total bases, RBIs, game-winning RBIs, walks, intentional walks, strikeouts, times hit by a pitch, sacrifices, runs created, stolen bases, caught stealing, net stolen bases, times grounding into a double play, pitches per plate appearance, batting average, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, and then I said batting stats, but it's really batting and fielding for the position players. So then we also have uh, fielding chances, putouts, assists, outfield assists, errors, double plays turned, uh, fielding percentage, and batter team wins. So those are the 34. Kiki, do you have the 31 pitching stats? Yes, I do. Um, so you have earned run average, strikeouts, whip, wins, saves, on-base percentage, quality on-base percentage against, quality starts, losses, home runs allowed, holds, appearances, games started, innings pitched, batters faced, pitch count, hits allowed, batting average against, walk issued, hits batsman, runs allowed, earned runs, strikeouts per nine, win percentage, save opportunities, blown saves, save percentage, complete games, shutouts, pitcher team wins, strikeouts to walk ratio, and saves plus holds. Yeah, so that, I mean, those are stupid. (laughs) Saves and holds and saves plus holds are separate categories. I don't even know if mathematically, I guess you could win two out of the three. I guess you can, yeah. Um, Total pitches for the whole season. Like last year, Kershaw threw 3,392 pitches, which is four more pitches than David Price threw. Uh, Those could be a big four pitches. So um, I'm pretty sure my favorite is just game-winning RBIs. Because I feel like that's just a that's just a fun stat because it's usually like maybe four or five for like like the best players in the league and it's just like why 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 is that even an option? So I'm actually I'm looking at last year's rosters. Josh Donaldson has had twenty, so I don't oh. know. I don't think those are all like literally. They can't all be like walk offs. But I think it's probably like if you win the game eight to five, like did you score the did you drive in the sixth run? But then it's like if you yeah. hit a three run homer, do they tack on all three? Like I actually, I have no idea. If we followed this closer, we would know. Uh, but that's the other fun thing is that we usually both forget about this at some point in the middle of the season. Um, yeah, I yeah yeah it's 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 a thing where it's like oh yeah it's August oh what what's going on with the league oh wow I'm I'm it, down. That's what I because I'm in two other fantasy baseball leagues, which are both run on Yahoo. So I'm not checking my ESPN fantasy during the day. And then August rolls around and we launch our fantasy football league in ESPN. And then I see Team Goldich is in first place or second place. And then that's when I go in and say, <laughs> oh, yeah, let me check on those guys. Um, so we're getting close to the draft. I know that's that's the I don't know if that's the main event. I don't know if people want to hear the draft itself or if they just want to hear. Uh, the league. I mean, I guess we've established nobody wants to hear any of this, but uh, the last right. thing, I think we should go over the historical series, 
which is as tight as it can be, because this is season number eight, and we are tied 3-3 three, three, and one tie. The winners, uh, I won the first year, then you, then me, then you, then you, the first repeat champ, then I win to tie it up, and then last season we tied 203.5 to 203.5, and you said you didn't look this up, so you, do you want me to tell you the one stat that we tied in last year? Or do you want to guess? Sure, yeah. Wait, guess. Wait, so wait, we, 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 we tied in one stat, there's out of the, how many, how many are there total? We only tied in one? We tied we in exactly tied in one. one out of the 65 stats. Can you guess what it is? Um, oh my gosh. Uh, was it intentional walk? It was outfield assists. <laughs> so our, our whole season came out of this. But wait, it gets better. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I went back to look. So I we both have five outfielders. My five outfielders right. had more outfield assists than your five outfielders. The reason uh, we tied, you picked up three because you had Hanley Ramirez as your as your utility middle infielder, and he had exactly three outfield assists last season. So that I mean, that's why I brought him on to get. I was going to say I'm. I don't remember. We didn't with the Fenway Park. The we, short month, the, 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 we didn't the record it. I'm ninety nine percent sure that last year when you drafted Hanley, you made a joke or a serious statement about the fact that having him there would help you in outfield assists. But I think I I, re- I I do remember that. You probably would have been banking on more than three, though, so it may have backfired because you may be expected at least four. But there's always a, a, a give and take. So we at this point, we basically both know most of the strategies. But when you do something like put Hanley at infield, even though you know he's an outfielder, you're missing out on double plays turned. So, like, most right. people in, in any league know the trick of if you've got a starter, a guy who's uh, position eligible as a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher, and you can make him a relief pitcher, and we've done that to play around with innings. A big one, we've both had years where you take a, a guy who's catcher eligible but is really going to play first base, and uh, it affects, like, the putouts and, and other defensive things in different ways. So we both basically know most of the tricks. But that was, I think, you tried to pull a fast one on me last year with Hanley. And I guess, I don't know, technically it worked because you did get those three. So so we are now tied. Well, I'm pretty sure if I picked somebody else, I probably would have won another category because Hanley didn't have a great year. That's true, too. Is that that's that's the other thing that I like uh, when I saw this is that Hanley really had had a terrible year all around in the field, especially, but also batting, I think. Right. And so for the fact oh, that yeah. he we can go ahead and say he decided the league last year, which is great. Yeah, we, we can go ahead with that. Yeah. So we have uh, one one rule that I want to make that I was thinking about. And I don't know, maybe this was your surprise but we've occasionally we've had arguments about who is a backup catcher uh because again the backup has to be a legitimate backup i remember the one year you and i got into i don't want to call it a fight but i was not happy when you tried to draft Derek norris as your backup catcher because he technically was not going to start for the a's on opening day even though we both knew he was projected to be better and then i think he ended up making the all-star team that year as your backup catcher which i thought was a cheap move he was a platoon. He was a platoon hitter. So I mean, he, he doesn't start half the game. So he's a yeah, backup. You know, he he wasn't a true backup. So anyway, I want to make a rule, and I thought about just 
making this my first pick because of the value and then and seeing your reaction. But I think it's that and you're laughing because I think you know where I'm going with this. I think we have to rule that Kyle Schwarber does not count as a backup catcher. And I just want to say that yeah. and get it out in the open before either one of us tries to draft him. Because otherwise, Schwarber as your backup catcher is probably the most valuable player in our screwed up fantasy universe. Well, I, I mean, my thought didn't even go to that. My first thought was to get uh, Miguel Montero as a backup catcher and saying that Schwarber was the starting catcher because I believe that was – I mean, because Schwarber – yeah, Schwarber is a starter. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, But we don't – because I don't think anyone – maybe. I mean, Joe Madden probably knows. But I don't think anyone really knows how many games Schwarber is going to play as a catcher or at left field. But I'm sort of looking at it like Montero's the starter. David Ross is the backup. Schwarber plays catcher. But I don't think we can count him as a starter or a backup in this world. Right, yeah, he was he wasn't on my he wasn't on my uh on my uh, draft board, so oh, we're 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 in agreement there. Okay, fair enough. So the okay last issue we have to iron out here. Uh, I was I actually the only way I could find this out was by looking at the year that we did the draft on Twitter. But the defending champ historically has the first pick in the draft, and then we do a right. snake draft, which means. The defending champ picks first, and then the next guy picks uh, two and three, and then four and five, and we basically take turns making two picks at a time, because that's the only fair way to do a snake draft with two people. So last year we tied, so I don't know how we decide uh, who should draft first. Uh, and we are tied on the career record, so we can't go with that. Tied last year, so we could do, like, the Ryder Cup is done like out of whole points and if you tie uh the cup stays with the champion which technically would be me but i but you could also make the argument that uh you know last year i had the opportunity to put you away when i had first pick and uh and i didn't do that so i don't know if you have strong feelings you uh you were the uh you were the champ previous so you uh i didn't knock you off the pedestal yet so you still got the belt so uh you still got Yes, so I, I still have honors. I just made two separate golf uh, comparisons in 30 <laughs> seconds, <laughs> which ties a record, I think. Um, okay, so it, uh, that's kind of – I mean, I was leaning that way, but it's not, I didn't want to be a jerk and come in here and be like, I think I should draft first. But if that also seems – this is a gentleman's game, uh, and we should add no money on this, yeah. which maybe makes it even crazier. But if, if as gentlemen we agree that I should have the first pick, then I, I certainly won't uh, turn that down. Mitch, it's uh, pride is on the line. That's more important than money. That's true. That's very true. Um, okay, and so the big thing, and we didn't really say this, but again, we can't stress this enough that health is so critical because we're not allowed to touch the rosters uh, at all once the season starts. So you could have a guy um, like I think Prince Fielder was like a top three or five pick that year that he just got hurt like the first week and didn't play, and and you know some of these guys are gonna somebody's gonna you know have to get Tommy John surgery after like a week in the season and you're just going to lose a pitcher for the whole year. So actually, oh, that was the other fun fact is that last year, neither of us drafted uh, Bryce Harper, who was the single best player in fantasy because the two years before he had been a huge injury risk. And I think we both try usually stay away from injury risks unless you want to take a flyer. So last year, it's funny people who are in normal leagues and it's like uh, Bryce Harper is owned in 99.9% of leagues. And you wonder, like, where's who is that one-tenth uh, of a percent of leagues where nobody owns Bryce Harper? And it's idiots like us uh, doing idiotic things like this. So last year, Bryce Harper went undrafted. And uh, we'll see if anything like that happens this year. 
So it's on you, yeah? It's on me. Okay, so we have a Google Doc where we're going to keep track. And the other thing is I think I'm going to make, like, a sound effect. So I don't know how long this is going to take, um, but it could get uh, particularly boring if it's us just, like, thinking and, like, waiting. So I think I'm going to find, like, a sound effect that uh, signifies the passage of time. So okay. uh, I haven't picked it out yet, but when you hear this sound, that just means one of us is thinking and I'm fast-forwarding. So um if if you're cool with that and i you don't really have a say over that because i'm the one that's going to be doing the editing so okay yep. we're in the google doc both of us have our cursors in the outfield cell i don't know if that's uh intentional or not but i think i'm gonna do the super obvious and take mike trout with the first pick because i think everybody seems to think he's the consensus best player and he's young and has traditionally been healthy and he's good at everything batting and in the field so i'm taking mike trout Ooh, that's a, that's a bold pick there, Mitch. Thank you. Well, it's, um, it's, uh, it's rare for an outfielder to go first because of, obviously, position value. Like, I think Robinson Cano was the first pick in this draft, like, four years in a row when he was, like, right. the only good second baseman. But now, I mean, Trout is so good. I got to take him. So, I – because, yeah, I, w- I wasn't actually even going to go with Trout if I had the first pick. So, I'm happy you did that for me, Mitch. Uh, I'm going to go with Clayton Kershaw with my first pick um, just because, I mean – He's the best pitcher in the world, and I mean, there's not many, not many uh, aces that you're going to get as, my, as many innings consistently out out of Kershaw that you're going to get. And my second pick, I'm going to go with Carlos Correa for my shortstop position mm-hmm. because there are not many good shortstops in baseball. There are not. That is a good pick. And I actually, he was, I think I might have done the same thing as you. If if you had uh, successfully argued to get first pick and then taken Trout, <laughs> I might have, uh, I might, I was thinking about the Kershaw Correa. I like uh, splitting up the pitcher there, uh, a pitcher and a, and a position player. So now it's on me and I could take a backup catcher, but uh feels a bit early. So let me look. The other thing I should remember. say we both admitted neither of us have done very much research. <laughs> so it's, uh, but it's also, I mean, it's such a crapshoot, but, but I think both of us feel a little bit uh, less prepared than usual, or maybe we just were always this, uh, this unprepared. I don't know. I think the more embarrassing thing is that in previous years, we do, we, the amount of research that we have done. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's see. Well, this is boring too, but I, Feel like I ought to take Bryce Harper. Mm, that's a good pick. Yeah, let me just. We'll see how many times in a row the sound effect plays. This is we're four picks into the draft and I'm already like struggling. Like all of these guys are <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like I can't possibly go wrong. But I, but um. Yeah, I am just gonna stock up. On hitters, I think I'm going to take, you know, I like Bryce Harper. I like that the Nats hired Davey Lopes as their first base coach. Was, I'm hoping that results in some that steals. Up. Of course you're going to bring that up. I, I know you too well. That's why I had to get Harper. So then um, I'm going to take Harper and Josh Donaldson. Hmm. Interesting. Backing up on hitters early. I think I'm going to go with Buster Posey as uh, my starting catcher. Uh, I think there's a pretty steep drop-off from Posey to 
I don't even know who the second consensus second uh, catcher would be this year. I think it might be Schwarber. Oh um, uh, yeah, but you, if you're picking Schwarber, you're gonna get a, you're gonna miss out on a lot of those putouts because he's not the catcher. That's true. Um, I'm gonna go with yeah. So Posey will be my first pick, and then the second pick I'm gonna go with uh, Jose Altuve. I thought gonna... I thought about him over Donaldson. Yeah, yeah, I, I probably yeah Donaldson. There's a couple third basemen that I like this year, and there are not many second basemen. As a Yankee yeah. fan, on the glory days of Robinson Cano, or he's he's in his waning years. I somehow I have Trout and Harper, and I think I might like your team better than mine already. <laughs> if that's somehow possible, <laughs> you because I think you have the best oh. catcher, the best second baseman, the best shortstop. But that, but my guys can can crush the ball. I I feel good about my team. I'm I'm in decent shape. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll leave the we'll leave the we'll leave the draft feeling good about our teams, and then after about five or six injuries, it's up it's up to anybody. Well, yeah, I, and who knows if we'll do uh, post-draft power rankings. But I guess looking at my team, I have three. I have Trout, Harper, and Josh Donaldson, so I can't really complain about my team looking at it. But okay, I think it is time for me to take a dip into the pitching market. So I'm trying to decide if I want to take one pitcher or two. I normally, I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't usually share this much during the draft as I'm picking. Um, I always love Chris Sale, but I'm a little bit worried about how he's going to handle the departure of Drake LaRoche. And that's one of <laughs> one of the only things holding back is that what if things just fall apart without Drake LaRoche's uh, leadership? But but uh, you might be getting pissed off Chris Sale. I mean, he... I know. Angry. The thing is, I think I drafted Chris out last year. Didn't he like injure his foot getting out of a truck in spring training? And I think he still had a good season. So I'm yeah. gonna go with the one-two punch. I'm taking, and this is this is a little bit boring because I think they're ranked second and third in the ESPN projections. But I think I'm gonna take Scherzer and Sale together and uh, start building up my pitching rotation. So I think I talked about the makeup of our hitters, but we should say the starting pitching, you get five starters and seven relievers, basically like a true major league team. So I think if I'm looking at my pitching staff, I want Scherzer and Chris Sale as my two, my two first aces. We'll both get five aces pretty much, but I'm taking those guys. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good uh, rotation that we have by the end of this. Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing. Um, so let's see, we'll pick this one, two, three, with my fifth and sixth pick, I think I'm going to take in my fifth pick, uh, Xander Bogarts, and put him in my uh, middle infield spot. And try to corner the market on shortstops a little bit. Um, and then I think I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt as my first baseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought about taking Goldschmidt when I took Donaldson, but decided I liked Donaldson better. That's interesting. You took Bogarts that early. I would, uh, I would not have done that. I'm a little surprised. I think he's. Uh, well, there's. I mean, who's. Uh, who are you looking at in, in the second and short that you actually like him? Uh, well, so now the thing is, I can talk freely about shortstops because you literally can't pick any of them up. Um, which is yep. another nice weird thing about the draft is that sometimes great players slip because there's just no reason to take them. But with you having Correa right. and Bogarts. So looking at the other top shortstops, <clears throat> um, 
well, Tulo is there, and then uh, Corey Seager, Francisco Lindor, Andrews Crawford, Desmond. But this point, I mean, none of these guys are gonna be eh, Addison Russell. But um, huh? you know, so I, I mean, I I could probably. I'll probably end up taking Troy Tulowitzki like with my twenty third pick or something like that. But yeah, and I just with his injury history, it's uh, this is not the type of draft where you want to end up with Tulo. Yeah, that's true. Like we both, I think, stayed away from Reyes. Some of his uh, not his peak years, but maybe like right his first year going to the Marlins, probably smartly staying away from Reyes. But aren't they? They're like changing the material of the field. Uh, at the Sky Dome, right? I think uh, yeah. I think they're making it's, it's a, fri- a friendlier playing surface for for Tulo. Right. Not, I mean, I'm not going to take him. You know, I haven't taken him yet. We'll see what happens. But he's he's out there. He's out there. He's, he's a, it's a possibility. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Now, I mean, I could just continue taking like the top of the board right now. It's outfielders. <laughs> so like I could keep loading up on outfield. There are other guys. All right, so just like you loaded up on your middle infield, I already have a third baseman, but I think I'm going to take Manny Machado as my corner infielder um, and sort of take the my two favorite third basemen. So actually, this was my one strategy that I was thinking about with the second and third picks. In Yahoo, Machado is, is eligible to play shortstop, and I drafted him at short yeah. there. And I was thinking it would be awesome if you took Trout first to then come back and take Carlos Correa and Manny Machado together and then totally steal shortstop, uh, which would be an even more exaggerated version of what you did with Bogarts. Um, But can't do it. So anyway, I'm taking Machado, and then I've got uh, one more. Machado, by the way, who has uh, an injury history. But um, sometimes you just got to take a chance. He's I, it's not really an injury history. I think he only tore his ACL. One. That was. Didn't he get hurt when he came back? I don't remember. All this comes back to me once the season starts. You like remember everybody's past. Um, I'm gonna take uh, a little bit torn between McCutcheon and Giancarlo Stanton. I'm gonna take Andrew McCutcheon. Good mm. player. My third. I'm feeling good about my outfield of Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, and Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> you could say that's a that's a pretty pretty good outfield. Yeah, that's like a starting outfield in the All Star game if they played in the same league. All right, so let's see my roster where I'm at. Uh, I have yet to pick an outfielder, and you already have three. Um, you could just punt outfield. Uh, I, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, if you get the next, uh, you take Stanton, then yeah, you can, I can probably make a team with that. Or maybe, uh, let me see. We're both sticking pretty close to the top of the board. I have guys lower down who I like, but it's, again, it's all about value. So, like it's like a, it's like a game of chicken where we're waiting to take our sleepers and like hoping that my sleepers aren't the same as yours because if I have a guy I like who's ranked like you know the 15th pitcher or like the fifth first baseman or something like that I'm kind of like waiting it out until I when I, like the last possible moment I think I can get them. So it's my seventh pick. I think I'm gonna go. This is uh, a strategy I like to do where I 
take the the top closers. I'm going to go with uh, Henry Jansen and Wade Davis. Wow, paying for saves, huh? Also, were those yeah, uh, and, uh, were those police sirens behind you that I heard? Where are you? Where are you taping right now? Uh, I'm out of my apartment in Baltimore, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Baltimore is actually a it's, a it's a better city than get to. I believe it. I like but... Baltimore. I actually, I haven't told you this, but I'm planning. I have a road trip planned to D.C., and I'm going to stop in Baltimore because you have the fantasy football trophy for our league, and I want to pick it up while I'm driving to D.C. So we'll talk <laughs> uh, when we're not recording. But actually, I meant to bring that up at some point. I meant to bring that up before we recorded, but I am, I'm going to be driving down to Baltimore, and, and I'll let you know when I'm there because I plan on stopping by and, and getting what's rightfully mine after you and I went back-to-back in our football league. Yeah, now that yeah, now yeah. that I'm, we're bragging about our fantasy football accomplishments, that's like the only thing that could have made our fantasy baseball draft podcast even nerdier. And now we've crossed that line too. <laughs> so you think Jansen and Davis are the two best closers out there? Is that what I gather? Yeah, I was I was going back and forth. Uh, I mean, if Chapman wasn't have didn't have the suspension, I would have went with him, but. Chapman, you wonder if he's even going to be the closer all year, right? All the the Yankees bullpen is so stacked. Well, I mean, with saves and holds and saves plus holds, so you get you get all of those. It doesn't really matter as much. Very, very true. So, yeah. See, now if I'm picking closers behind you, then I, you know, I'm sort of like chasing your picks. But the other thing is, if I don't take closers, you could just take two more next round, and then you would have the four best closers. So I feel like by taking two, you started a run on closers. Um, I will take. Uh, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna take Kimbrel, and then Cody Allen is the fourth rated guy uh, according to the ESPN projections. But I don't buy that. I'm gonna skip over him. Um, let me look at the whole list here. I'm, I'm going to take Kimbrell, and I'm going to take uh, Ken Giles down in Houston. I think Houston's going to win Ooh. a lot of games. I'm going to go Kimbrell and Giles uh, as my two closers after your after you take the first two off the board. And I think Kimbrell probably would have been in my top two, so I don't mind that at all. I think I got maybe my, uh, in my mind, like the second and third or second and fourth best closers. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. Uh, I mean, uh, Kimbrell, I, don't, I didn't like Kimbrell. Yeah, uh, I think he you you started to tail off a little bit last year, and uh, I don't know him traveling to Boston, getting in that big market. I don't know, will handle the nerves, you know. Oh, we'll see. You don't know anything about his nerves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're just well, guessing. Honestly, season. if guys get hurt, that's almost like fine because like they give up less. I actually I remember last year during the draft, I was really interested in Jose Fernandez because he was only going to pitch half the season and I figured he'd still be just as good in his rate stats, but he would not, uh, give up as many hits and, uh, and all those kind uh, you know, all the counting stats were like having the most is bad. So I was really interested in him. Um, and then I think he went, he ended up going undrafted, but you know, who knows? It's all about health and, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with Kimbrel. All right, let's see. I think I'm going to finally tap into the outfield well, and I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton as my first outfielder. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm going to go Jake Arrieta as my starting pitcher, number two. 
See, he's got a blister. He's worried about opening day. I, yeah. Uh, Arietta was on my list of guys I was a little worried about. But I feel he like can't, uh, he can't possibly be as good as he was last year. Uh, you, you never know. You never know. You got to be an optimist, Mitch. I'm I'm not an optimist. Not about your team. And he did. He was on a team. Uh, he was on one of my teams last year and carried it to a championship. So I, I feel a little. A little, uh, uh, I feel like I own him. I own that pick. Loyalty and fantasy won't take you far. I gotta cut a guy a year early instead of a year late. Let's see. I could take. So, there's no reason for me to take a middle infielder. I don't have a second baseman, a shortstop, or a middle infielder, but you have all those positions filled. So, there's just no reason for me to take them. Same with a starting catcher. Um, so, really, my positions of need are. Backup catcher, first base, outfield, and pitching. So with that in mind, Edwin Encarnacion has been battling an oblique injury all of spring. Did you know that? Yeah. You must have. Yeah. I could take him anyway. Um, the thing is, I already have Donaldson. I have a sleeper pick at first base, but I'm not going to do that this early. Ooh. Ooh, a sleeper pick at first base. Yeah, of course. How much is Jose Abreu going to DH? <laughs> this is where I... This, I mean, this, this is... I should have done this research ahead of time, and I just didn't. Let me pull up the... I mean, it, you might as well just punch... Uh, punt, put out, because you, you, you selected Manny Machado in your corner, so... You missed... Uh, basically, I, if I can get two first base, then you're going to... You're going to lose that category anyway, so there's nothing else you can do about it. That is true. Let me uh, pull up the White Sox roster and just uh, get a quick refresher on their depth chart here. They have... They they got a... It looks like he's going to be their first baseman. They've got Adam Eaton listed as their DH. Um, Of course, Jimmy Rollins at shortstop, which I do like. Yeah, he looks like he's, looking at this roster, he looks like he's going to be the first baseman. I don't think it's going to be Travis Ishikawa, is it? No. I'm going to take Jose Abreu. I think we want both of us know, in most cases, you want to stay away from the DH. I'm going to take Jose Abreu as my first baseman. And then I have one more pick, right? Two, four, seven, nine, ten. Yeah, so I get one more guy, and... One interesting thing that I never noticed until this year is that we don't have the utility spot, so we can't draft uh, any straight DHs. That's true. So the David Ortiz uh, farewell tour, is he is he literally undraftable? Is he only a DH? Because we yep. just go by with whatever that, ESPN allows. Does he have... Right. Uh, I think Miguel, there's a couple. I think Miguel Sanel is also Miguel a DH. Sano? He goes Prince... Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder, Evan Gaddis is only a DH, Kendris Morales is only a DH, oh, A-Rod! Oh, <laughs> so A-Rod is undraftable in our league, because he didn't play any, uh, un- I think he played a little, but not enough games, first or third, in, uh, he, in early He played play. a couple games at first, but yeah. Yeah, Ryan Rayburn, there are plenty of guys, these guys are totally, uh, totally undraftable, wow. Yeah, A-Rod would have been a good, uh. A good pickup. Wow, Ben Francisco, only eligible DH. So that's the other thing about this is uh, 
in most leagues, guys pick up eligibility in the middle of the season. So when you know that a guy is switching from like, uh, you know, like Hanley last year, he, you couldn't play him at outfield. Uh, you had to right. play him at probably maybe short and third, maybe just third. But um, I thought he's my middle, I think. Yeah, right. But uh, but which where you had more value, but you can't. Uh, like you can in in other leagues you can draft a guy knowing he's going to play such and such position when the team announces they're going to change but here because we literally can't change it all year you're just stuck but yeah that's a good I don't think I've ever looked at that either the guys who are uh, strictly DHs so I could take another outfielder maybe I'm gonna take this is a not a total sleeper but a little bit farther down the list of the projections but I really like Garrett Cole who is actually listed Ooh. as the eighth best starting pitcher according to ESPN's projections. And I'm going to take him. He'll be my third pitcher, the fifth in our league overall. I'm going to take Garrett Cole as my third starter. I'm pretty I, – I took him in 2014. I think that was his rookie year. And that was uh, kind of a, a, a very uh, a, a reach. Yeah, so the guys um, above him – who have not gone yet are Bumgarner, Price, and Harvey are all projected. But the other thing about ESPN's projections is they don't really matter because they don't take into account all of the ridiculous stats that we include in our league. This is for just like a standard ESPN league. So there's really I, – I don't know if you have a secret spreadsheet with a formula uh, and, and, and Pakoda projections for all of these stats, but uh, – in, in some cases, we're guessing on health, and we're guessing on some of these other sets. So I, I like Garrett Cole. I'm just going to say my secret formula has Garrett Cole ahead of uh, Bumgarner and Price. So I think I'm going to go back to the closer well, or I should say relief pitcher well, and I'm going to go for a homer pick, and I'm going to take Andrew Miller and Dell DeCantis. Wow, the double, the double Yankee. Yep. That, and, is, uh, that is potentially a lot of holds. That is a lot of holds and hopefully a lot of strikeouts and a lot of K for nines and K for walks and lots so, of other categories. So now that puts me in an interesting spot because I can also take some middle relief and sort of chase you in those positions, or I can literally just take closers at every relief pitcher role and just go for broke there and figure I'm going to beat you in saves, and then you wasted your two picks when you beat me on the run to closers. But then it's, if you just get a lot of closers, you'll end up like I did with Steve Shick last year, and he basically just torpedoes your entire team. You had Steve Shick last year? Yep, that was a... <laughs> Let me, yeah, we have, it's in this Google Doc where we have tabs with um, old rosters and yeah you have uh you have steve ciszek you have mark melanson which was a good good little pick oh yeah okay now we're really there's no reason for us to be talking about last year's rosters i'm gonna i'm closing that tab before i do something i regret i think all right so it's my turn to take two more guys yes yes all right i am gonna do something i'm gonna have a little fun here i'm gonna take jose batista which means I have Batista and Donaldson, and I'm going to take A.J. Pollock, which means I now have all five of my outfield spots filled, Ooh. and you just have Stanton. So my outfielders, I have Trout, Harper, McCutcheon, Batista, and Pollock, and I'll go out on a limb and say Batista and Pollock are better than the backup outfielders on most MLB teams. 
that was one thing I never understood is why we had the backup catchers be an actual backup catcher, but we never really focused on the quarter in the middle and the backup outfielders as the actual backup players too. Some things just don't make sense. This uh, we came <laughs> up with these rules my senior year of college. Uh, your junior year, you, you're just one year younger than me, right? Not two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my senior year, junior, we might not have been 100 percent sober when we came up with all the rules for this uh, for this league. So I don't know why that was probably the last rule that we came up with was that the backup catcher has to be a backup catcher. Um, but yeah, these are all these are all great questions. Um, so now I have no motivation to take an outfielder until the well, final three picks of this draft or four right. picks. Uh, and my third base and corner infield spot is also locked up, so it might be getting to the time where I might go to the backup catcher. It's getting to be that um, time. It's it, it looks it's looking like it might be around that time. Uh, uh, I could go with some more pitching. Let's see. Uh, let's do a quick check and see if uh, the guy I want to take as my backup catcher is still on the team. <laughs> Ooh. For three with a walk Tuesday to drop his first average to point zero nine one. You're giving away clues. I could find out who this is. Yeah, but uh, Steve Ciszek is still available if you want him. <laughs> uh, do you even without go... looking? Without looking, do you know what team Steve Ciszek is on for this coming season? Uh, Don't look. He's not on Miami. He's he, not. He's... He's still wearing a Miami hat in his picture on ESPN.com, but he's not on Miami. Uh, isn't he supposed to be like kind of in line to get some saves this year with the team? Or That's that... not my question. My question is, can you name what team he is on? Uh, I feel like I remember somebody talking about it, but I cannot remember at the moment. It's not Texas, right? No? No. Uh, I don't know. That. So, Ciszek... Uh, last year was traded to the Cardinals, and now he is on the Mariners. Okay, I did not know that. How many teams would you have had to guess before you got to Mariners for Steve Ciszek's employer? Probably at least 20. Yeah, uh, Jerry Depoto loves that guy. He, uh, he took over <laughs> the Mariners and just had to have Steve C- Get me Steve Ciszek. So I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hit some starting pitching, and I think I'm gonna go with um, Corey Kluber and Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. Good picks. I was actually I was about to take Bumgarner if you hadn't. Um, I know that I had just said that I liked Cole better than him, but I think. Uh, I think that's a good spot for him. Kluber, I'm not so sure. I, I owe him a, a debt of gratitude for his amazing year a couple years ago. And then last year, he was he was a bit of a letdown in the traditional uh, fantasy stats, even though I know a lot of his strikeout numbers and other peripherals were still good. Yeah, his, he, he, his the, the whole Indian staff did a lot better when Lindor came up. They got a little bit of better infield defense to go. So yeah. I'm hoping that he has a rebound to the Cy Young year. And, uh, Hopefully, it does a little bit better. 
So there are still some guys there who it feels like we're both staying away from on the uh, pitching side. I'm going to take Jacob deGrom, who I love this year and think is in for just a huge season. And I might have taken him earlier, but I thought I could hold out for a bit. So I'm definitely going to take him, and then I've got one more pick to figure out, and it's really just pitching and backup catcher are the uh, categories that matter to me right now. I don't want DeGrom's to... velocity is down, you know. DeGrom's what? You know His velocity is down a couple of miles per hour. No, he's fine. All right, I... sure. I know that those young Mets threw a ton of innings and had a long season because of their postseason run, but uh, but I'm all in on Degrom. He's great. No, I know he's great, but he's he's not, he's down 91, 93 instead of up mid 90s. It's still March. <laughs> Chris Sale lost his team leader, and I still took him. <laughs> no, but you got it enraged, Chris Sale, so it's it's even better. Right. So now. Many pitchers on the board. There's one guy who's interesting, but I'm going to pass on him for now. Sorry. Doing, doing my research now. No, I'm doing the same thing. All right, I think it's time for me to take another reliever, and I'm going to go with Hector Rondon, who is Ooh. not that high up in the rankings, but he's going to save a lot oh. of games for the Cubs this season. And I still like him. I was just, I was double checking his spring just because, uh, his spring and his projections, just because it was surprising to me that he was so low and I have him in a different league. And I just wanted to double check and see if there was a reason why he was so far down on the, on the boards. But I think I like that pick. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Wow. Well, then I should have okay. taken him later. <laughs> But it's too late now, so. All right. Uh, it's no fun if you just take the yeah. guy who's at the top of the board in every position. No, I I, I know. I, I There's definitely players that I – well, I mean, also, I'm, I'm going off of ESPN's ranking this year. Uh, actually, I'm lo- uh, I'm looking at ESPN and I, Yahoo. I also have the 2016 Baseball Prospectus Annual, but I have not used that yet. But I guess I could. It's probably stupid. If I'm ever going to use it, it should be uh, during this draft, especially since we don't have a time limit. But um, I just have it next to me for comfort, even if I'm not actually looking. But I'm sort of like flipping through between the ESPN and the Yahoo rankings. I used uh, the Fangraphs uh, auction calculator, and that had about 15 categories that I could select. And I was like, ooh, that's almost a third of the way there. Um, yeah, you would think that I'd be uh, on a site like that, but I'm not doing it. So how many picks do we have left here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. All right. I have ten, you have eleven. Okay. So I'm going to actually go with another reliever. I'm going to go with should I go with Chapman or just get the entire Yankees bullpen? You could. Uh, oh, it is very tempting. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go with Chapman. Chapman. That's a and bold move. Just, now I can spend the whole season just rooting against the Yankees. I know, and I can just spend the whole season rooting for the Yankees, so it's nice. Uh, 
And then I think I'm going to go, I'm going to close out my starting rotation. And I think I'm going to go with a somewhat of a little bit of a sleeper pick. I mean, sleeper for this league. Um, he's a little farther down. I'm going to go with Chris Archer. My final pick. So now, definitely no focused on pitching early, early in my draft. You Considering did. I got, I got ten pitchers total and only uh, six uh, outfield players or position players. And I feel like you're about to start taking some closers. So this is like my last chance to try and get in on that. So, I mean, you know, I already, last chance to get on, I already have Kimbrel, Giles, and Rondon, but I feel like your next moves are closers, so this is like if I want to really get, like, five of the top seven closers, this is my spot. Um, Cody Allen is still sitting there, but I think I'm going to take Trevor Rosenthal and Mark Melanson. Two more back-to-back. Mark Melanson for several years was my new Sean Figgins, where I knew how to pronounce his name, but every time I saw it, I still wanted to pronounce it incorrectly anyway. And then, I, you know, I think everybody had that with Sean Figgins, and then I eventually got over it with Melanson. So I think maybe I just enjoy saying his name now, and that's part of the appeal. <laughs> um, I think so. Uh, it's time for the backup catcher. Mm, um, well, I'm kind of, I, I'm not, there's no point in me taking an outfielder. There's, uh, the, um, third base is locked. So aside from relief pitcher, it's the only other pick I could make. I'm going to go with Dianir Navarro of the Chicago White Sox. Ooh, he's, I feel like he's been a solid backup catcher option for a while now. A former starting catcher, uh, he, he's been around a while. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he wasn't my first choice, but my first choice was hit in 091 in spring, and, uh, I wasn't comfortable going with that one. Are you going to tell us who your first choice is, or are you going to, uh, keep that a secret until I pick a backup catcher? Um, well, I mean, I would, I don't want to influence your pick. Uh, so I, I think I might hold on to it until you make your pick. Fair enough. I don't blame you. If you, if you, if you did some research before the draft and had your, you would have the catcher already picked out. So I would tell you, but, uh, I don't want to. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can now easily look up catch, a catcher who's batting 091 in spring training. Um, I'm not going yeah, to, but I could. If you want to. I think, and then I get one more pick. I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cody Allen yeah. as my sixth reliever. I passed over him a few times, but he's uh, he's there. I, I'm actually a pretty big fan of him. It's nothing specific against him, I, you know, it, Cody Allen, if you're he's listening. I, I don't have anything against him. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Okay, let me, um, let me 
pull up a couple things here. See, the big thing for me is I have to decide if I just want to load up on all closers or if I want to try and chase your Yankees holds juggernaut. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the whole season could swing on this. I haven't been thinking enough about outfield assists today in this draft. Maybe I should have been. Ooh. You should have got Jose Bautista. Or did you get? I did get Jose Bautista. Oh. <laughs> now you're in trouble. Harper and Bautista. Oh, no. So I'm looking at a couple different... Multiple websites are telling me that the same guy will lead the league in holds. <laughs> so <laughs> part of me thinks I need to just trust in them and... Uh, and go with this guy. I mean, so obviously the counter would be you taking the whole Yankees bullpen and me trying to just take the Royals bullpen. Although the only problem with that plan is that you also have Wade Davis already. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, makes that a little tricky. Otherwise, that would be kind of a fun, uh, a fun way to go about this. But everybody seems to be telling me to take tony watson so i'm gonna go ahead and and i'm gonna draft tony watson to be the uh the stalwart of my middle relief and then is he can, uh is he on the pirates he is on the pirates okay so i have watson and melanson together that's a that's a big bridge and then if anything happens to melanson you'd assume watson's gonna be the guy that takes over as the closer so a bit yep. of uh, like a, a closer handcuff almost, and maybe yep, that I, could, I could do that with it yep. with another one of my closers. I don't know. So now I'm also seeing, looking at another a couple other names on this um, list of projected holds leaders, or I could just. Take a closer. Um, I'm going to take a closer. I'm going to take Jarius Familia. Mm. He's closing a lot of games against the Phillies. <laughs> he will be. Um, I have to first figure out how to spell Jarius. G-E-U-R-Y-S. Okay. Jarius Familia. It, and now it? I am done yeah, taking relief pitchers. So now I have uh, two, four, I have six picks left. You have seven picks left. So it's uh, up to you. So yeah, I have, I have a third base and a quarter, four outfielders and one relief pitcher left. And it looks like we're now done picking the same positions. Like we're both just picking guys we're no longer in conflict for, which means the right. draft, the draft format is now even is pointless, but we'll still finish it out. Cause that's, those are your remainings. I have starting catcher, backup catcher, second, short, middle infield, and one starting pitcher. Um, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, I, I'm going to double dip into the Cubs. I'm going to go with uh, Chris Bryant as my third baseman. And I'm, for my corner, I'm going to go with Anthony Rizzo. I had those guys lined up for a while. He's just waiting. Yeah. It was actually necessary to make that pick. So similarly, I'm going to take Kyle Schwarber 
as my starting catcher, and I'm going to take D. Gordon at second base. Mm. Um, for my first two outfielders, I'm going to go with Chris Davis, and or for as my second outfielder, and then my third one, I'm going to go with Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts for you, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm going to now take an annoyingly long amount of time uh, and then figure something out. (laughs) And I'm going to take I'm going to take those short stops we mentioned earlier. I'm going to take Tulowitzki and Corey Seager. Corey Seager. Yeah. I guess just for uh, housekeeping's sake, I will put Tulowitzki in the shortstop position and Seager, because, you know, he's a young guy. He has to earn the respect in my clubhouse. He's going to be my middle infielder, essentially a backup position. Right, right. And with Tulowitzki getting older in age, you don't want him playing second base, you know, you got to keep him that short position he's more familiar with. Right. Though I do like the idea of a hungry Tulo, but this is uh, this is the way it's going to be. Right. So, for my final release pitcher pick, I have um, down between two players. One is the, uh, the using a starting pitcher that has Release pitcher eligibility. Yeah, I thought about doing that too. But I didn't really like any of those options. The best one is Kevin Gossman, and I kind of like him, but he's just. He's no Carlos Carrasco like you made last year. That was a. He's no, I think I did that with Alex Wood last year. Oh, wait, no, you you did it with Wood, yeah. That was. I was was pretty jealous that you made that take. Um, I remember you asked me before we started this if cursing was allowed on this podcast, and that the Alex Wood uh, draft pick might have been the only thing that uh, that forced an f bomb to fly during last year's draft. Yeah. And for the record, yeah, curse there's... as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of. I'm gonna go with uh. Zach Braden to fill out my uh, bullpen. And then with my outfield, I'm going to go with Jason Hayward. So you have one spot left, and it's an outfielder. I have two spots left. It's a starting pitcher and a backup catcher. The starting pitchers, there are some big names. So we've taken nine between us. Scherzer, Sale, Cole, DeGrom, Kershaw, Arietta, Kluber, Bumgarner, Archer. There are so many good starting pitchers. So looking at who's still available for me to take with my very last pick is David Price, Matt Harvey, Dallas Keuchel, Carlos Carrasco. Zach Greinke is still available, who many people thought could have won the Cy Young last year. Uh, Jose Fernandez, Strasburg, Syndergaard, <laughs> um, Sonny Gray, Felix Hernandez, Lester, Cueto. It's unbelievable how many good pitchers there are in uh, in baseball right now. 
Um, you saw you sounded surprised that Granky did. Did you just like miss him and forget that he existed? Is that what happened there? No, I just I saw that his ranking was pretty low, and I was just kind of kind of surprised by it. Yeah, I don't know if that's partly moving from the I mean from Dodger Stadium to Chase Field, I Arizona. I yeah, it's think. probably. I mean, that's probably. That can't make too much of a difference. Part of it's probably just like natural regression, the same way they don't. You know, Arietta is is projected fourth here, but I mean, so many so many of these options are great. I mean, David Price is available, right? And, and I Harvey. Know. I almost don't want to have Strasburg there. Strasburg, yeah. I mean, so any of these guys we just named could win the Cy Young, and then a year from now we're sitting here looking at like, like of course Strasburg won the Cy Young. How or how did nobody draft Noah Syndergaard? <laughs> like, it's uh that whole Mets rotation. I took Degrom, and every other awesome Mets pitcher is just sitting there. Um, Cole Hamels, Jordan Zimmerman, Wainwright. I was just watching TV the other day. Somebody uh, predicted Wainwright was going to win the Cy Young. Um, it wasn't me. I don't think Wainwright's going to win the Cy Young, but somebody thinks he could win the Cy Young, whoever, whoever that person was. So a lot of people are really high on Carlos Carrasco this year. That would be an interesting pick. It feels like Granky's the safest pick out of all those big names that I just rattled off. I'm going to take, it's kind of a boring pick. But I, I don't want Zach Greinke to win the Cy Young and then look back and see that he was undrafted. So I'm going to take Greinke. Yeah, I was I was looking at Greinke, but I just kind of made a uh, more of a statement take with uh, Archer as my last one. Kind of. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's just if you like a guy and you want to take a chance. You know, it's not like a bad pick. I mean, I probably would have gone Greinke over Archer, but it's not like you picked somebody ridiculous. So. You say that now until you look back at the end of the year and see that Archer is one of the Cy Youngs, you know? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how how ridiculous <laughs> the pick was. Okay, so now my last pick. I need a backup catcher. I usually – I feel like it's rare that the backup catcher uh, – we wait this long. So I can take anyone other than Diner Navarro. So there are a few strategies here. I could take a a guy who's like a personal catcher for somebody. Um. I could take a guy on a team where I think the starting catcher is not good and might get benched. I could take a guy on a team where I think the starting catcher could get hurt and they would see a lot of playing time. Like Yadier Molina usually like plays a ton of games, but then last year he got hurt and missed a lot of time. But now he's the starter, so like I could take the Cardinals' backup catcher. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get through this. Uh... All right, I am going to take the Minnesota Twins backup catcher, John Ryan Murphy. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. You well, know that he's hitting 091. In, uh, Is that your guy? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. really funny. I had no idea. That was, I did not know that that's what he's hitting in the spring. I was looking at catchers who could fall down and thought maybe Kurt Suzuki. That's awesome. Uh, that's that's a, a perfect and fitting way for us to end then. It's for me to steal your uh, your sleeper backup catcher who you passed on for Diner Navarro. Now, uh, that I'm now even more invested than usual in following who uh, the, the better backup catcher will be between John Ryan Murphy and Diner Navarro. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like, I like, I like Murphy. He was with the Yankees. He, he's, he's, he's a quality little player. And I mean, the, uh, yeah, the starter for the, uh, the Twins is only what's it, Kurt Suzuki. Yeah, who I feel like has been somebody's backup catcher in this league before. Maybe not. Has he been a backup? I don't know. I know I've had it. Maybe it was a different league. I guess he's probably always started. But I like Kurt Suzuki from from Hawaii. So yeah, I have the, uh, the last spring, pick now. Spring stats are meaningless. And... You you know spring stats what? are meaningless. Spring stats they don't mean anything. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, his, yeah. I if, know, his spring, it's if his spring opinion. stats were better, he'd be the starting catcher. That's true. Um, yeah, so I have the final pick now, and I need an outfielder. There's this is the cat the the area where it's like the uh, not the greatest. Uh, I mean, not the greatest choices. Yeah, it's still looking at top ten top ten outfielders, but it's. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of guys here with injury concerns that are kind of important in this league. Kind of, yes. Big understatement. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I went on a big run picking outfielders early because I I liked the guys at the top more than the depth. I think I'm gonna go with for my last pick. Uh. I'm going to go with Justin Upton from the Detroit Tigers. Okay. Mr. Irrelevant is Justin Upton. Probably a better Mr. Irrelevant than in most fantasy leagues across the country. So that's that. And he went right after John Ryan Murphy. <laughs> he did. If you uh, are in a ballpark, anyone out there listening, nobody's listening. But anyone out there, if you're in a ballpark and you meet Justin Upton this year, make sure you tell him he was Mr. Irrelevant in our draft taken right after John Ryan Murphy. So we're basically done. Should we uh, both just read through our rosters one time, just as a uh, as a recap here? I'll go first, then you follow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have Kyle Schwarber, John Ryan Murphy, of course, Jose Abreu, D. Gordon, Troy Tulowitzki, Josh Donaldson. My uh, utility infielders are Corey Seager and Manny Machado. Outfield: uh, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, Jose Bautista, AJ Pollock. Starting pitchers, Scherzer, Chris Sale, Garrett Cole, Jacob DeGrom, Zach Greinke, decent rotation. Relievers, Craig Kimbrell, Ken Giles, Hector Rondon, Trevor Rosenthal, Mark Melanson, Tony Watson, and Jurius Familia. And then for my team, I got Buster Posey starting my catcher, Dainu Navarro as my backup, Paul Goldschmidt, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant going around the infield. And I got Anthony Rizzo as my corner and Xander Bogart as my middle. I got Giancarlo Stanton, Chris Davis, Mookie Betts, Jason Hayward, and Justin Upton in the outfield. My starting rotation is Clayton Kershaw, Jake Arrieta, Corey Kluver, Madison Bumgarner, and Chris Archer. And in the bullpen, I got Kenley Jansen, Wade Davis, Andrew Miller, Dallin Matanzas, Oldest Chapman, Cody Allen, and Zach Britton. Okay. Well, it was a fun draft. I think this is fun doing it. Uh, doing it. It's our first time over the phone, even regardless of taping it as a podcast. But I think this is fun. Right. And now I look forward to looking at it the first two days of the season and then probably not paying attention again until August. Do you have any uh, any final words before I do the sign out here? No, I, I enjoyed this. I hope other people actually enjoy this. But, uh, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm really going to be paying attention to Dainier Navarro and John Ryan Murphy this year, I think. That will be, that's the fun battle, that and, and Zach Greinke versus Chris Archer. Those are the two battles that we'll be keeping an eye on. I think it's yeah. it's different now that we actually have this on record. Uh, if I mean, it's always for bragging rights, but it feels like the stakes have been raised now that other people can listen to the draft and the thought process that went into it. I know. I feel like the stakes are raised, and this was the least amount of crap I ever done for this draft. <laughs> it's but and it's possible it'll be the the closest that I follow it. So okay, well thank you to Jeff Kuki. Uh, this was fun. Always always good to chat and catch up with you and to do this draft again. The nerdiest night of the year. Um, so again, this has not been my normal podcast, but I'm pretty sure this one this was fun. I think I'm gonna end up posting this where I have all my podcasts. So if you are listening to this somehow, you're probably already familiar with the podcast. But what I usually do is talk to people in sports media about their jobs and lives and interesting things going on. So uh, if you somehow came across this on Twitter or Facebook, feel free to actually go in and subscribe to the Mitch Goldish podcast on iTunes. My previous guests have been Jason Stark, Jeff Perlman, Will Leach, Shil Kapadia, a couple other people that have been a lot of fun to talk to. Um, I am on Twitter at Mitch Goldich, M-I-T-C-H-G-O-L-D-I-C-H. Kuki is also on Twitter, although he never tweets. I think he's tweeted maybe once in the last, like, two years. But, Kuki, I can give you a plug if you want to follow him, at J-Kuki, which is literally Q and then the word key. His name is long and confusing and starts with a C, but Kuki, Q-K-E-Y. Um, even though I think literally, like, I'd say... What percentage of your tweets do you think are just you tweeting at me about stuff? 90, 95? Probably, probably something like that, yeah. Which yeah. is funny because yeah, you're, you're on Twitter like every day reading. You're just – you're a lurker and you never say anything except for the rare times you'll say something to me or the time we did the draft. The time we did the draft on Twitter is probably like half of your whole timeline. Yeah, it's basically, basically the entire – almost all my tweets were basically in that, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> – I don't got a lot to say, and I just—I just like—I just like to follow other people, you know. You're—you're you're more of a podcast guy than a Twitter guy. Um, should we yeah, plug? Yeah. Should we plug? We do have the Twitter account for the league itself, um, yeah, which I has mean, also never been updated. So it's possible. I'm not going to make any promises, but we do have a Twitter account dedicated to this league that I created probably three or four years ago that has three tweets that have ever been sent i'd say the odds are if i set the over under at 1.5 tweets during this season updating how the league is going i would say take the over but if the line was like four and a half maybe take the under but if you're interested the twitter handle is at steam wallace steam like steam you know s-t-e-a-m Wallace, like the name Wallace. I'm not even going to get into how we named the league or how we <laughs> named the Twitter handle because it is so obscure and nobody will find that funny but us. But feel free to go on Twitter, follow me, follow Kuki, follow at Steam Wallace. Uh, go in, subscribe to my podcast. Uh, don't judge it. If you want to give me a rating or a review, feel free. But again, this is uh, this is pretty far out there. I also have a, a page on Facebook. If you search Mitch Goldich Sports Writer, you'll see my writer page where I post links to other podcasts and stuff that I'm writing and working on at SI and elsewhere. And most of my stuff is up at MitchGoldich.com. So again, this has been my uh, sort of selfish plug at the end of the podcast. Kuki, any final words before I say goodbye? Ah, nothing. Just uh, looking forward to baseball season finally starting. Yeah, so am I. Should be fun. I love baseball season. It's good. It's going to be a good one. All right. Well, thanks again, Kuki. 
Thanks, everybody else, all two of you who made it to the end and are still listening. Hope you had fun. If you did listen, by the way, you should let me know because I, I find that almost hard to believe. Um, but I'd be curious to know who, the, who those people are. So feel free to let us know. And everybody else, uh, I'll be back with another podcast uh, hopefully at some point in April and talk to all of you again soon.